Good morning. Such is the nature of life that all it asks and all it wants is the opportunity to appear. You are that opportunity and so am I and so it is. Welcome to CSL Midtown, broadcasting, you, broadcasting to you this morning from Atlanta, Georgia. We're so glad that you've joined us today. We welcome all people, no matter who you are and where you are in life. Our center reflects a beautiful, diverse tapestry of life that is everywhere present. So we welcome you, whoever you are and whatever path brought you to be with us today. We know that you are an individual expression of the divine life in which we all live. You are welcome to participate here today and to become a member of this community in whatever way that best serves you. For a better understanding of who we are and what we teach, listen now to our de Declaration of Principles written by our founder, Dr. Ernest Holmes. I believe. I believe. I believe in one God. One absolute power and first cause to all things. I believe that this power is perfect love. And creates out of a desire to express love. I believe all thought is creative and how I choose to think creates my personal experience. I believe in the unity of all life. And the immortality of the individual soul. Forever unfolding. I believe. I believe. I believe in the eternal goodness. The eternal goodness of God. The eternal loving kindness. And the eternal givingness of God to all. And so it is. And so it is. And so it is. Each week, we are privileged to have one of our esteemed practitioners with us to give us an inspiring word and a spiritual mind treatment. Practitioners are not only adept at applying spiritual laws and practices to affect significant changes in their own lives, but they also possess the profound ability to facilitate these changes and upon others' requests. Licensed by the, the Centers for Spiritual Living, our practitioners offer invaluable spiritual guidance and support, especially in areas where you seek growth and clarity. They are readily accessible for your spiritual needs through our website, cslmidtown.org. Now, please join us in welcoming our practitioner for the day, Norma Roberts. Reverend Norma, as she's affectionately called, has a great knack for getting straight to the root of this teaching and for bringing this transformative awareness to all of us through her powerful spiritual mind treatments. We welcome Norma Roberts. Well, thank you so very much, Maya. You are absolutely wonderful. Wonderful. Remember that. All right. You know, when I um, first read the title uh, for this month theme, the first thing that came to my mind was two stories from children literature. I guess you know what they are. They were The Wizard of Oz and Alice in Wonderland. I could imagine Dorothy's experience when she discovered that the wizard was not the scariest creature she imagined. Ah, Alice's navigation in a world of arbitrary and ridiculous adult rules where fear is often the driving force. 
Here, Alice's good sense and her feeling for justice were indispensable to her success. But we have all had these scary experiences, or even these thrilling experiences, where our expression is, oh my. Until our perception of the experience changed. You know, I recently read a statement in the Daily Word that I would like to share with you. It really resonated with me in remembering my oneness with the infinite and understanding that God is all, in all, through all, as all. The statement is, Sometimes I wish I had a way of looking into the future and knowing what to expect. But even though I cannot know how the future might unfold, I can still be prepared for it through the power of my faith. Having faith means I have unwavering fidelity to spiritual truth. My faith is my anchor, keeping me steady during shifting worldly circumstances and focused not on the things of the world, but on the power of the spirit. My faith keeps me steadfast in the midst of uncertainty, inventive when met with stagnation, and adaptable when faced with changing circumstances. I turn my attention to God and I feel my soul illumined by my belief that everything is working for good. I align with this truth and go forth blessed by my faith. You see, we really do live in a fairy tale life because our perception is truly our reality. And even the impossible is possible if you have faith and if you truly believe. And now I invite you to relax and join me for our spiritual mind treatment. And while I speak in the first person, you may take as much for yourself that seem to resonate for you or with you. So just take a deep breath, relax, and listen. There is but one life, love, peace, one source. That source is God. That source is the intelligence I am right now. Therefore, I know. Awareness am I. Awareness is that I am that I am. I am the awareness of the perfect God as perfect expression. I am the expression of perfect health, where there appears to be illness. 
I am the awareness of perfect harmony, where there appears to be conflict or disorder. I am the awareness of infinite and abundant prosperity. Anywhere that there appears to be like a limitation of any nature. I am guided, guarded, sustained, and maintained by the perfection of my source. Awareness am I. Perfect peace am I. Total and complete manifestation of abundant good am I. Anything in me that may have caused me to believe I was separated from my source or from my good is totally uprooted, eradicated, dissolved, banished, gone forever. It is no longer a function of my experience. Therefore, with great thanksgiving, I now enjoy freedom in every area of my life because I have the consciousness of dominion. Nothing is impossible for me to accomplish because I am the knower and the doer of the thing itself. My awareness is my faith as I affirm that God is my indwelling presence. God is all, therefore everything in my life is good. And so it is. What a fun song that was. And that is right along with what we are experiencing today because we are in for a treat today, CSL Midtown. I know this because we've enjoyed some fun, deep, and engaging talks with this speaker a few times in the past. And it's no coincidence that he's joining us again today. We have sought him out to get another dose of his inspiring words of wisdom. Today's guest speaker, Reverend Dr. Raymond Anderson, is an ordained Centers for Spiritual Living minister and serves as the founding minister and the spiritual director of the Center for Spiritually Integrated Arts, which is a Centers for Spiritual Living teaching center. Dr. Anderson brings his years of being a professional educator, visual artist, performer, ASL interpreter, author, and lover of comics and film to all areas of, areas of his life and ministry. He's a frequent, frequently sought after guest minister and speaker at various churches, centers, and events. He facilitates workshops related to radical self-care, living with purpose, LGBTQ empowerment, exploring and expressive creativity, and more. He says that for him, ministry extends beyond the church, church or center. And when he is not teaching, speaking, writing, creating, performing, etc., he loves spending time with his family, which includes harassing his amazing grandkids. We are so grateful to welcome to our community again, the Reverend Dr. Raymond Anderson. Maya, this is for you. So, hello and greetings. 
Blessings once again, CSL Midtown Atlanta. It is, as always, great to be with like-minded folks who are on this path of manifesting and creating a world that works for all. Now today, what are we talking about? This idea of, you know, the theme for the month, the mundane, the profane, the sacred, oh my. And today specifically, we are referring to this one aspect, word, the word, words, we use them. So today, oh my word, today we are going to look at such words as mundane, profane, and sacred, and yet I want us to look at them through a different lens. I want us to look at them by looking beyond them. So for example, let's start with these words, afureta or mundando, mundando. Mundano. What does that mean? Shinse or sagredo. What does it mean? Bututekina or profono. What about kujikiri? Onryo. Bukami. What do these words mean? Now, unless you speak Japanese or Spanish, more than likely, they don't mean anything to you. In the same way that if I were to say Mizu, Voda, Waser, what do these mean? Well, let's say Agua. More than likely, we all know that one. Various words that serve as symbols for this substance that the chemical compounds of H2O create. Mizu, H2O, one and the same. Different ways of conveying a concept. Now, does the person who is experiencing dehydration, do they care that you call it agua? Do they care that you call it mizu? Do they care what you call it? No. What they care about is actually having the substance itself so that they may consume it and thereby live. And yet, oftentimes, what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? We get caught up in this wordsmithing of, and in so doing, we often forget. What is it that I was trying to communicate in the first place? To one person, God means what? To another person, God means what? To someone else, God means what? Various people through the filters that we have for a variety of reasons, and that's neither here nor there for the moment. Our invitation is to clarify when I am communicating, what is it that I am seeking to communicate? Rather than oversimplifying a word or a term or a concept, let me get deep to the point. For example, if I go to the doctor and the doctor says, hey, Ray, how are you today? And I say, I'm in pain. Does the doctor immediately grab a scalpel and start cutting? No. And if he tried to, I would run. So why is I'm in pain? It's, a, it's, it's in fact the truth. It's what I feel. But does the doctor not need more specific, clarified? Where is it? The pain. Where is it? What does it feel like? Etc. So that the doctor may narrow their focus in order to best treat me. And yet we oftentimes will vilify the darkness and exalt the light. 
We will vilify the term negative, even though that's yin, and we will exalt the positive, yang, rather than bring them together and have them operating in balance. Because negative is not bad and positive is not good in and of themselves. So let's start saying what we actually mean. Rather than something being negative, and that's bad, because that's the feminine. That's the dark. That is the void from which all things come. Maybe let's refer to it as non-life affirming. And refer to the other as that is life affirming. What does it mean to, we, we speak of faith, and yet one can have non-life affirming faith because that's worry and dread and fear. And even the concept of fear, fear in and of itself, because we talk about eliminating fear and getting rid of fear. And yet, if I am in a burning building, it is the fear that gives me the adrenaline to get out. So fear in and of itself is not the enemy. But am I allowing the fear to be life-affirming or non-life-affirming? Life-affirming fear, get out of a burning building. Don't go down that alley. Non-life-affirming fear, I don't think they're going to like me. Well, what might happen tomorrow? Doom and gloom. How do we begin to get greater clarity of what it is we desire to experience and create in this world that works for all? Even that, what does that mean? What does it look like? What does it smell like? What does it taste like? How do we now begin to sit at the table and actually discuss what does this look like? What does it mean? A world that works for all must have equity and justice. Well, let's start speaking that into being so that we can now create it. So this idea of word, profane, mundane, sacred, they are words that point the way, but they are not the way themselves. What are we pointing at, though? So we're talking about words. And if you have a any kind of biblical background, Christian background, et cetera, some of these phrases may be familiar when we say from Psalm, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Your word, what, 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 what word? When you say word, what are you talking about? Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. John 17, 17. Your word is truth. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. What, 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 what word? What are we talking about? We didn't use three passages using the word word. And what, what, what does word mean? Your word is your bond. Ray, you're doing it again. You're using the word. But I, <clears throat> well, let's go with one more from Isaiah. So my word proceeds from my mouth. We're going to get to that in, the, in a minute. My word, my word that proceeds from my mouth will not return to me empty, but it will accomplish what I please, and it will prosper where I send it. What? what? You're talking about this word thing again. What? My word that proceeds from my mouth. Okay, so let, let's, go, let's go there some more then, since we're talking about this mouth thing. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. Another thing from the Bible. But what comes out of the mouth comes from the heart, and it is that which defiles the person. 
Okay, we're doing a lot of talking about words. So now let's fine tune. What is a word? If I were to ask you, if I were to offer you, here is $1,000. If you can define, give me a definition of word. Pause for a moment and think. If I were asked to give a definition of word, and I'm using words to give the definition of word, how do I define it? What does it really mean? What is a word? Hmm. Well, a word is a single, distinct, meaningful element. Pause there. Because in the general definition, it says meaningful element of speech or writing. It's not just speech because we can sign. We can do it in sign language. There are all kinds of ways. It can be body language. That's a meaningful element that communicates. So this idea of word, a single, distinct, meaningful element that communicates something. Now, in the grand scheme of things, Remember that passage where we said, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God? Well, biblical scholars say that that word that was with God and blah, 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 is the Christ. So Christ, the Christ, in terms of that, is the word. Well, for us in New Thought, in Science of Mind and Spirit, we understand that that which is the infinite, all-powerful presence of it's all there is. Circle, circumference, nowhere, center, everywhere, all that it is, as Dr. Holmes said, whatever is true about God is true about you. So you are that. You are that. The word that what you are that. Now, that means your life is the very expression of however you communicate, whether spoken, whether written, whether it's a text, whether it's an email, whether you're, whether you're doing American Sign Language, whether you're using emojis memes, pictures, photos, images, whatever it is that you are doing, including body language. All of these things communicate. And if they are communicating, then that is your quote unquote tongue. It is the manner in which you are expressing the divine truth of your being. How are you communicating that? So when we compartmentalize and refer to certain words as bad words, but what if that word adequately expresses what it is I need to communicate? Why is it a bad word? Why are any words bad? The word itself isn't what's bad. It's the context or the meaning that we have assigned that word. For example, oftentimes I will play with, as Maya said, you know, I will harass the grandkids and, you know, I've been doing this for years, but I do it specifically with them and harass them. In asking a question, they'll say something and I will respond, Merry Christmas, which they caught on eventually to realize when I say Merry Christmas, it's my way of saying, what are you talking about? Now, how is that conveyed? Is it conveyed in the inflection? Is it conveyed in the inflection and the facial expression? What all conveys that I am actually asking you what are you talking about? Because nothing that I'm actually saying communicates that. When we show up, does the person that you say good morning to feel the power and the presence of the universe of love itself in the way that you say good morning? How are you today? Vance, I love that tie. Is the divine power and presence of the all that is communicating through? Is the essence of the divine showing up in the words 
And I don't mean just what's coming out of your mouth. I mean, all that you are, is it showing up? Dr. Holmes reminds us that the study of science of mind and spirit is a study of first cause, spirit, mind, that invisible essence, that ultimate stuff of intelligence from which everything is birth. Everything comes from it. It is the power that is not only back of creation, it is the very manifestation of creation. It is the thing itself. It's all there is. That means it is what you are right now. Do you feel that? Do you embody that? Do you allow that to be what is communicated? Breathe and pause. Allow it to sink in because Adrian Marie Brown reminds us that or asks the question of, do you already know that your existence, who and how and what you are, is in and of itself a contribution to the people, to the place all around you, you, who you are, what you are, how you are right now is contributing to the global energy of a world that works for all or a world that's been working based upon the way it's been working since it's been working the way it's been working. Do we want war to end? Do we want there to ever be a generation where we say, remember back in the year 2020, whatever it was, there was actually a war and wars and wars until such time as people evolved their consciousness and now that whole paradigm is eradicated. Well, that begins now. So when we use words and we say things like, I don't have a dog in that fight. Why, why are we fighting dogs? Uh, I'm going to kill two birds with one stone. Why are we killing birds? I'm going to kill time. You know, when I get there early, I'll just kill some time. Why are you killing time? If we want to eradicate such violence, then maybe it's also how do we evolve our language? I understand it's poetic. I understand it's ripe with metaphor and analogy and all. I get that and I understand that. But there is a time for that. And there is a time for, let me communicate more clearly what it is I am saying without automatically pulling from the tree of, here's a common indoctrinated phrase that I have learned since I was a child. And now let me just spew that back out. If we are going to remain open at the top, and as I always say, open at the bottom as well, light and darkness, yin, yang, both together balanced, in alignment with that truth, then it greatly benefits us to have a clearer method of communicating who we are, what we are, why we are, and what we desire to experience in this thing called life. So say what you mean and mean what you say. So what does it mean when we talk about the sacred? And we'll say things like, it's all God, so it's all good. Well, if that is in fact the truth, then war is good, and it's not. So let's start clarifying and saying, God is all there is, and the infinite goodness of all there is, is present. And yet there are people, because of their divine free will, they are using it to cause hurt, harm, and trauma based upon their current paradigms, 
based upon how they are understanding the collective consciousness as it is in, imbued in and through them. So we want war to end, then we have to shift that consciousness. We have to evolve the collective consciousness, and we do so by having greater clarity. We do so by speaking with greater clarity, not just in our words, but also in our actions. How do we show up as the very embodiment of the divine? Adrian Marie Brown goes on to say, there is no way to repress pleasure and expect liberation, satisfaction, or joy. You cannot repress suppress or oppress pleasure and also expect liberation to expect satisfaction in this thing called life to expect joy it's all in there so how do we live our lives with pleasure and liberation satisfaction and joy not just as lip service not just as you know, we're great with pontificating the words of, because keep in mind, Dr. Holmes reminded us, you know, one of the greatest problems with this new order of thought is that we engage in too much theory and too little practice. So let us engage more consciously, more actively in the practice of science of mind and spirit. What does that look like? If I say, let's engage in, in the culinary arts. You have an idea of what I'm referring to. Somehow I'm talking about, you know, cutting up vegetables and, you know, plating the food and having it look a certain way and taste a certain way. If I say we're going to engage in the art of dance, you have a certain concept of what that well, ballet, it's tap, and you have an idea. There's a concept that goes with it. But what does it mean to practice the art of, the teaching of, the path of, science of mind and spirit? Beyond the words that are used, don't quote Holmes. Don't quote Emma Curtis Hoppins. Don't quote anyone. Let your life be the demonstrated expression of the quote. Let the ways that we show up express what it is we are referring to. So rather than talking about love, right? Because if I were to ask you, do you love someone? Most of us are going to say, yes, there's someone we love. Can you prove that it's love? No, you can't prove that it's love because love is a word. Your actions demonstrate that you actually care. Your actions demonstrate that you are nurturing and supportive of whomever this is. Your actions, not the words. We know that there are people who consistently will tell their children or their spouse, I love you. And in two breaths away, strike them domestic violence and child abuse. We know that this happened, but they said they love me. But their actions, but they said their actions. So the word is the manner in which we embody. Remember that in the, in the metaphysical story of Moses going to the mountain and the burning bush and, you know, there's the whole... So when I go back down this mountain, because you know you know they love some names. Ooh, they love some names. They're gonna want to know who told you, who who were who were you talking to, Moses? Who who was it? Like we need we need their resume. They're gonna ask me who. And what was said was, 
yod Hey vav Hey. I am that I am is commonly what it's referred to. But in the actual Hebrew, as I grew up in Pittsburgh, had a lot of Jewish friends, what I was told was it's actually not I am that I am. Actually, it's I am that I am ever becoming. Now, when we refer to I am, the I am indicates I am a dancer, then that means you dance. I am a scientist, then it means you do some form of science. I am a botanist, then you do botany. Ernest Holmes said, I am not religious science, you are. I am religious science, which means I do. I show up as the very activity of science of mind and spirit. Not just when I'm meditating, not just when I'm praying, not just when we gather in Sunday service. I am religious science. I am the embodiment of science of mind and spirit when I am washing dishes. Because that is not a mundane activity when we understand who is doing this. The infinite incarnating as me is washing. And actually, those aren't even dishes. They are an expression of the divine showing up incarnating itself as dishes. So this activity is God washing God, using God, coming out of the faucet, which is God, using soap, which is God, and a rag, which is God. I, God, am cleaning God. It is a spiritual practice that gives me greater invitation into everything I do becomes spiritual practice. There is no more, well, that's just mundane. That's the boring, that's the, ooh, that's profane. That's sacrilegious. That's, ooh, stay away from that. Don't talk to them. But they too are God incarnating. Daryl Davis has made it part of his life mission. If you don't know who he is, jazz musician, black guy, who has made it his mission to communicate with Klansmen befriend them, show them who he is, which changes their hearts to such a degree that they relinquish not only their beliefs, but also their robes, which he then collects the robes of now former Klansmen. You can't do that if you can't see beyond. You can't do that if you are not ready, willing, and able to actually embody the infinite expressing itself right here. All of it is. So you are the word and how you show up is the very expression of this word. Breathe. In the, in the African-American tradition, the tradition of black folks, there are a variety of slang phrases such as you spoke a whole word or just word or word up. These are phrases that are common within the hip hop culture. And the African-American oral tradition, which is deeply rooted in the belief and the power of the word, says that nomo, the word, is believed to be the very life force itself. And to speak is to make something come into being. Well, we speak in the way that we show up in a room. Body language. Our facial expressions, all of it is communicating something. 
So if we're going to really, and I mean really, jump into this, then our invitation is to fully and embody. So when Dr. Holmes says to desert the truth in the to desert the truth in the hour of need is to prove, is to demonstrate that we did not know the truth in the first place, then let us revamp and be invited into a new space where we not only know the truth, but we live the truth. So that someone who doesn't even understand what science of mind and spirit is, they see the truth in how we puppy poop scoop. They see the truth in how we retrieve mail. They see truth in how we stand in line to get groceries. They see the truth when they see us. Breathe and be the very word of creation. It's already what you are. Namaste, blessings, much love. See you over in Zoom in a couple of minutes. Wow. What an amazing talk. Thank you, Dr. Rayma. That was an incredible, incredible talk this morning. And um, I got a visitor here. The um, opportunity for us to delve into this amazing teaching that Dr. Rama so clearly explained this morning of living that. And for that, spiritual food and to that end is our ability to donate into that. So you can donate at cslmidtown.org slash donate <clears throat> or scan the QR code. And if you would with me, say our affirmation of prosperity. I live in a universe of abundance. As I freely and joyfully give, I join in the divine flow. And all that I share with life returns to me multiplied abundantly. And so it is. And so having Dr. Raymond and the other speakers we have on this path that we're on looking for a new minister in this, in this center that we are supporting every day, every week, um, we appreciate your gifts. And this is the season of giving and uh, we need your contributions to continue going. So we appreciate everything that you do to support the center for spiritual living midtown the next sunday we're going to be live in person with reverend dr john karn speaking and we will have a i'll call it potluck there's a feast afterwards so um come share be with us if you're in town in person we'd love to see you there and on tuesdays there's a from noon to 1230, an opportunity to get together, share, come together, have a spiritual mind treatment. If there's anything going on that you need help with, that's a time to come together for that. And Sunday morning prior to the service at 10 a.m. is our discussion group. So all of those things going on during the week, you can find all of that information out at cslmidtown.org. And if you would, let's say our affirmation of life. I leave this place now knowing something better than I knew before. I go forth into the world with a heart full of love and a mind full of good sense. I look at the world in a greater way, knowing that I have within me everything I need to create the life I desire. I give thanks for this understanding, and I am grateful for the spirit of life that lives through me. And so it is. 
And you can join us on Zoom right after this. The link's on the website. Thanks, and have an awesome week, everybody. There is a power for good in the universe greater than you are, and you can use it.